Hello, happy Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host, Cherry Go Lightly. It's been quite some time since I've recorded um, an episode. I've had a lot going on. Kind of gave me some time to gather my thoughts and go through more things. So I have more insights for you guys. Well, the last few days or maybe a week, it's been, I don't want to say hectic. And you go through these days as, you know, uh, through these transitions where you just kind of feel like, okay, what do I do next? Um, what's the next phase? What, what do I do with it? You know, um, in between all that, I've noticed that, you know, it's like, you know, the children kind of go through phases and you're, you know, you, you do everything that you possibly can to make them comfortable, well, a little bit more than comfortable. And sometimes they can get a little too comfortable with you. And sometimes as parents, I think we try to overcompensate for things, especially when we know that they're enduring some, you know, some heartache or, you know, you know that you can't compensate for the absence of the other parent. So we try to compensate as much as we possibly can and maybe we overdo it and then sometimes... When they do act up, we do our, we try our best not to get too irritable or go off on them. Now, this is a topic that I think I have the most fun with and people tend to, you know, find this very entertaining when I have these conversations with them. It's basically my mom conversations. How do you do it as a mom? You know, of course you have those sentimental uh, conversations where it's just like my kids are my life I do anything for them which is absolutely true don't get me wrong but there's some times where you just need to step away from the situation and you know either get yourself a glass of wine or just you know unwind in the tub and just take your little mommy break and I know a lot of us feel guilty because we're just like, okay, I shouldn't feel like I need a break from my children because they're my life, they're my everything. But it's okay. It's okay to feel that. It totally is. Uh, because even prior to the separation, I have to say my two boys drove me absolutely nuts. I love them dearly. However, they can drive me nuts. And I'm pretty sure that I drive them nuts as well. So it is a joint effort. <laughs> Now, with that being said, I wanted to share with you guys some of the things that I've gone through with my children. Now, as far as, you know, I do try to, I've noticed that I, you know, I've been guilty of this. I have been not, trying my best not to yell at them, trying my best not to scold them as much, just basically trying to give them friendly reminders. But sometimes the friendly, the quote-unquote friendly reminders do not suffice. <laughs> so you need to basically put the hammer down and I've been doing that a lot lately and of course you get these little puppy dog eyes and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but one thing I have to say is for those of us that are transitioning to becoming the single parent you have to understand that it is okay for your children to not be happy with you because you're doing everything else and you're doing it on your own. You're providing shelter, you're providing food, you're the, you know, 
you're the taxi driver, you're the nurse, you're everything else. So it is okay to put the hammer down. It is okay to lay out the rules. It is okay, you know, to to be that parent once again that disciplines, you know. I mean, there is no longer a good cop, bad cop, but you've got to let your kids know what your expectations are. So just to kind of share. This morning and actually throughout this whole week, my kids have been playing games. They play with their cousins, they play with their friends, and that's all fine. However, they tend to stray away from, you know, doing things like homework and chores and things like that. Um, So I had to put the hammer down and I had to tell them, starting today, you guys are going to be handing over your phones. You guys are going to be making sure that you do all of your chores before you give before I give you back your phone. That's totally okay. Don't feel guilty. No matter how guilty they try to make you, don't bite into it. Don't, don't, don't. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, you know, finding happiness in places that you probably feel guilty, you know, finding them. For example, if, you know, if you find good company, should you feel guilty? Is it too early? Who knows? But, you know, as long as you're not making impulsive decisions that's going to be affecting you or your children. I just love the new life here. It's never, it's never quiet. Um, I'm hearing the sirens. But as far as making those, you know, it's okay to be happy, especially if it's bringing a positive influence into your, you know, into your thoughts, into your life. I don't see anything wrong with it. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. There isn't anything that you could possibly do. Well, I take that back. Yes. Just make sure that when you find that happiness, you are not just doing it to to put as a band-aid over, you know, over the hurt. You do have to allow yourself some time to heal. And you'll know that when you are completely over your past, as in the feelings for the last, if you still have feelings for your ex... It's not really the wisest decision to seek that happiness. How do you know if you're over your ex? Well, if you still cry for them because of the relationship that you guys once had and you miss that relationship, then it's probably not fair for you or the other person. Whether or not it's just something casual, I would steer away from it. But if you choose to do something that's more casual with no strings attached, just be careful. Just make sure that you have, you are in, you know, you are in the right state of mind and you know where you're stirring that ship. 
because if you have no sense of navigation of where that will be going, you will crash. And you don't need those emotions that are going to be driving you all over the place, especially now your kids need you. But if you feel that you found somewhat of peace within yourself and you find that happiness where somebody can make you smile, you know, whether it's just good company, it doesn't matter. Just be happy. It's okay. As long as you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, it's okay. Now, another thing I wanted to bring up is closing the chapter. Just to share, my journey has not been the most smoothest journey when it comes to the transition of divorce. There's a lot of things that I realized as I was closing this chapter. There's so many different factors to this journey. Number one, of course, filing for the divorce, making sure you have all the paperwork up to par, making sure you have all the payments, and, you know, finding somebody to serve the paperwork. How is the, how was the recipient going to, going to react to being served? Do you have to worry about retaliation? Do you need a restraining order? Do you have to prepare yourself and make sure that you're not going to be brought to court? There's so many factors on the line. So as far as that, I have to say make sure that you stay focused because if you miss one thing, you could totally just shoot yourself in the foot. But that was the first phase of my plan that I had to take care of. And that was putting everything together, contacting, you know, a paralegal. If it's not going to be that heavy of a case, then I would, rec- I would definitely recommend a paralegal. Um, if you think that it's going to be one of those strenuous cases where you're going to be dealing with an uphill battle, I would definitely get a lawyer. You know, whatever, whatever suits you the best. Uh, so as far as my journey on that aspect, I, I found that, you know, it was very scary. I mean, going to one of the paralegal offices to, to initiate the divorce was, you know, that right there was like, okay, this is it. I'm doing it. And if you're not 100% sure, that's another thing. But, you know, in my case, I knew that this was something that I had to do. And uh, I, was, I was ready for it. I was hurting. I was already hurting. I've, you know, I've been damaged and it was time for me to move on. So without any hesitation, I went ahead and I proceeded with the paperwork. And then, of course, you're, you know, you're making sure that you have all the payments because, you know, we'll be, you know, we'll be honest. Divorce costs quite a bit of money. So as far as like the finances, make sure that you have all of that. You have to make sure that you pay and make payments because your case will be dropped. Because once it's served and filed, you have to make sure that you pay your fees to the court. Make sure that you're on time. One thing that I recommend, 
is even though you know you're going to be tight, make sure that you pay that off first because I'm not sure how much it costs. I know that the cost varies from county, depending on the, each county. So make sure that you are, you know, I would take care of that first because once that's done and over with, then you actually have more, more leverage to, to manage your finances and everything is going to be okay. You know, uh, one thing that I, I have to say is as far as your finances, I am actually, um, my business is actually financial education. And that's something that I pretty much had to bite the bullet on because I went from having all of my, you know, my credit cards and everything in order and um, all of my finances. But then it's like, of course, when things take a turn for the unexpected, everything changes. Your financial goals, your financial portfolio, all of that just changes and you have to make sure that you have everything in line. So what I recommend doing um, is pretty much taking all of your finances, taking your income and um, calculating everything out. Write down every single bill that you have. Reoccurring bill, whether it be a cell phone bill, you know, your utilities, your water bill, and just creating a plan every pay period. And one thing also that I recommend, and maybe you may not be able, you may not be able to do this right away, but at least save $50 every pay period, put it in a savings account and have an emergency fund because you will never know what will happen. Actually, when I was trying to transition out of that house, when I was still living with my ex, I actually started stashing away $250 every pay period. That was my emergency fund. And when I finally got out, all of that was depleted. And that's to be expected because it's an emergency. You need to take care of things. And that's exactly how that happened. So now phase two, you're now in your own, you're now in your own um, safe haven. So I would recommend putting away at least, you know, while if things are tight, putting at least $50 away. Um, it might be tough depending on your situation. For myself, I actually had to reestablish my living situation. Uh, when I say that, I'm talking about furniture. For a whole month, I was sleeping on an air mattress. And, you know, that was a sacrifice that I had to make because during that time, I had unnecessary expenses that I had to pay because it was just one of those one of those situations where I felt like I just didn't want to fight and money could just be it could be earned but of course when crap hit the fan I was thinking to myself why 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 <laughs> but you get over it and you move on and you know what you just roll with the punches and know that everything is going to be okay and you just work with what you have. One thing that I found is make sure that you are communicating with anybody that, for example, if you're not able to pay your cell phone bill because you get paid in two days, make sure you call them and communicate with them and let them know, hey, I'm not going to be able to pay my bill 
until two days from now. Um, you know, get as a financial coach, I always tell people, you know what, there is no way that you can actually fix your credit unless you pay it. You have to pay. There's no way around it. I mean, it's like you can dispute it to, to lower payments, but there's no way around, you know, oh, well, there's, there's no secret sauce. You have to make payments because at the end of the, at the, end of the day, these companies are going to want their money. It is what it is. So just make sure that you're budgeting accordingly. Um, if you're not able to make the full-blown payments where things actually went into collections, you know, you, you got to dispute those things on your own. You know, I would recommend disputing those things on your own. You know, go through, go through all of your finances. Cut out what you don't need if it's, you know, uh, we all know what we don't need. We may not want to admit to it, but we all know what we don't need. So it's like facilitate, facilitate a financial plan and a budget. And so it'll get you through that. I'll talk more about that. Uh, Also taking time. I have been going to a lot of trainings um, and a lot of uh, basically up, you know, upkeep trainings with my business. However, there's some times where I'm not able to make it because of the situation. There's a lot of circumstances, sounds like excuses. However, there's just some times where it's just like, you know, you just, there's that barrier that's right there and you're just like, oh goodness, I, you know, I, I, I have to go, but you know, you got to understand you are going through a crisis, even though it feels like things are getting better you know, you're still going through it and you have to, you have to give yourself some time to, uh, to readjust because you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're like, okay, I got this, I got this. And then it's like, you truly don't. And you fall on your face and then you go back and you know, the situation is 10 times worse. So you have to know where you're at. And I'm talking about pocket wise. So if it means, okay, well, I look at things like, for example, I know I'm going to be tight for the next probably two to three months. And you look at it like, okay, as soon as I pay off all of these, um, not unnecessary, but as soon as I pay off these divorce fees and these court fees, I, I won't have to pay for those anymore. So you look at the bills that you can, you know, that, that that's going to be gone within the next few, few months. And there's your light at the end of the tunnel with your finances. So once that happens, like I said, I'll discuss this more a little bit later and I'll tell you guys how I'm doing with it. Um, you know, that right there is one of those things. It's just, th- those are the initial <laughs> financial, um, headaches that you, you have at that moment is trying to pay for that. And then also it's like a lot of people that leave their homes, they end up having to get reestablished. Now, if you ended up kicking your spouse out and you have the house to yourself and you don't have to, you don't have to get um, reestablished, then that's, you know, you're, you're ahead of the game. But for those of us that have left the home, had to purchase new things and start all over, that's the headache. But 
at the same time it is exciting because it's new it's a new chapter it's a new beginning and you just get to you just get to enjoy that that journey every step right but once you have everything that you need as far as reestablishing your home and your living situation you don't need to repurchase those things so for example uh, as I mentioned, I was sleeping on an air mattress for about a month until I just said, oh, I can't do this because it is totally messing up my sleep. After I purchased my bed, I realized, you know what? The funds that I used for that bed is not going to be a reoccurring um, expense. Uh, that's another thing I highly recommend is if you don't try to avoid financing anything. Your best bet is to just make a one-time purchase on anything that you can. Because you don't need any more reoccurring bills. You already have your utilities. If you have a car payment, if you have any type of life insurance, if you have any type of you know, and then of course groceries, that adds up, especially when you have two growing boys. So do your best to be as frugal as you possibly can. And, you know, I promise you once you really get on your feet, it will get better. But you have to play it smart right now. Try not to, try not to put yourself in a bind where you know you're not going to be able to afford things. Because the worst thing that you could possibly do is to... Get yourself in a big rut where you can't even afford to pay rent. And you're, you know, living paycheck to paycheck is no fun. But just make sure that you're managing everything. So like I said, the recommendations that I have is make sure that you don't, you know, like, for example, uh, I'm actually going to need a new car soon. The way I'm looking at it is I would rather stash some cash. I'm rhyming now, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Stash some cash, a good amount, and just get myself a decent running car. A car that's, that, that is going to be reliable. Um, I don't want to make any more payments. I don't want any more debt under my belt. Uh, you know, uh, due, to, due to special circumstances, it got to that point where uh, my credit gets got really messed up and you know there's no way around that usually when you go through any time of divorce your credit gets messed up and that just tends to happen it is what it is so you have to look at that like because as I mentioned as far as debt there's no way around it you have to pay it so you know make sure that you're calling the credit card companies or you're calling any type of loans that you might have had and you reach out to them and you let them know this is what's going on so number one thing to pay you know that you really need to pay your priorities is your rent your groceries utilities make sure you have all of that pay that first and also pay yourself make sure you're putting away an emergency fund and if you have any type of you know um supplemental you know, um, investments or a life insurance, make sure you are paying for that because now you need it more than ever because you are the single parent. You are the sole provider of your children. So if something were to happen to you, you have to make sure that your children are taken care of. Now, if you don't have one of those, 
make sure that you reach out to somebody and you speak to them because whether it be, and if they're doing the right thing, they're going to give you something that you truly can't afford. They'll make you, you know, like I said, go through all of your expenses and it will be great. So that's my journey. That's where I'm at. Um, As far as the home that we previously lived in, he's no longer there. That chapter has come to an end. Um, So within a few days, it will be 30 days that he was served. And it will go into default if we do not hear from him. So within the next six months, it will be a waiting game. I've learned from a few of my friends who have gone through this. I, I mean, I, my heart goes out to them. I know that they're enduring a whole lot more than I have, especially with the custody. And I know that I can only imagine how tough that would be. So if you know somebody else that's going through anything remotely similar to what you know, you're going through, Give them a hug. Provide support. Help each other out. Kind of like how you guys are listening to this podcast. And if you feel that there's somebody that could benefit from listening to my podcast, please, you know, feel free to introduce them. I really and truly hope that I do help many out there. Know that it's going to be okay. And I hope for those that are still in their situation, they feel that they're af- those that are afraid to take that leap because they're afraid of what it's going to be like on the other side. Know that it is challenging. Know that it is a headache sometimes. And there are some times where you will break down, but understand this. Please understand this, that it will be the challenges that we go through during this transition. It will all be worth it. I I promise you. I promise you. Even as I go through these headaches right now, I will say this. I would rather go through these headaches that I'm going through now than wake up in the same bed, in the same situation, in the same misery that I have been for the last year and a half. And for my kids to see that, I would rather be where I'm at now Because even as I endure these challenges, I know that it's helping me become a much wiser woman, a stronger individual. I'll be able to face more challenges to come. So for those that are still in their situation, I really hope and I pray that you find that strength within yourself to just take that leap. And have that faith in yourself that you will be able to make it through the other side. And you will be able to help and ra- or help yourself and raise your children as you want to. And they will be so proud of you. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. I really hope that this was an effective episode for you. So... Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Still I Rise. I'm your host, Cherry Golightly. Until next time, take care.